Welcome to Founded Connect, a podcast where we highlight Raleigh-founded resource providers and members. Today, we are highlighting the business of an NC State grad as part of our Wolfpack Entrepreneurs series. I'm your host, Danielle Maber, leasing manager and centennial liaison at Raleigh Founded. I spend a lot of my time over at one of our four locations that's on Centennial Campus of NC State, and I'm a NC State grad myself, go Wolfpack, so I'm really excited to dig in. Joining me today is Lindsay Regg, co-founder and CEO of 321 Coffee, a coffee shop that employs adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities, or IDD. The mission of 321 Coffee is to provide meaningful employment for adults with IDD and to model inclusion for other businesses to follow. Welcome, Lindsay. Hey, thanks for having me. I don't know if you know this, but I drink your coffee almost every single morning. <laughs> I'd love to hear that because I never drink my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> You're like always on the go. And and I want to say, like, I'm sure I could speak for the whole Raleigh Founded team and say, we love your mission. We love your branding. We love your coffee. And we absolutely love your team. And I know, like, we have your team come in and, like, be baristas for us at our different events and everything. So we've just really loved working with you and being partners with you and everything. Well, thank you. I love the team, too. And well, I don't know if this is going to derail where like you're going, but seriously, how Raleigh founded has just embraced like three, two, one and the team from the true beginning days when all we did was set up on folding tables to now that we're like roasting coffee and y'all were so ready to say like, yep, we'll put it in our locations and just all that you have done to support us and champion us as we've grown. Thank you. It's been, it's been a ride. <laughs> of course. We love to support you guys. And actually on that note, so I saw your TED talk recently, which I loved. Thank you. And I loved the situation with the folding tables. So I think a lot of times it's like, there are people with big hearts and big missions and they feel like if I can't go all in and do all these crazy things that I'm dreaming of, it's like not even worth it. Or maybe just like, I don't even know where to start. So please take us back to the folding tables. Please paint the picture of where 321 Coffee began, like how you decided where to even start and kind of that journey to being where you are now. Yeah. So 321 coffee really began, it was an idea at a lunch table outside of the atrium for those fellow Wolfpack um, students or alum. And it was just saying, hey, I think this would be really fun to do. I'd love to start a coffee shop that employed people with disabilities. And the reality was, though, is we were freshmen in college. We, I mean, it's exactly what I say in the TED Talk. We were not ready to go sign a lease for 10 years. We did not have the resources to get even an espresso machine. And exactly like you're saying, Danielle, that, that was the goal. That was the vision. That wasn't quite attainable at the at the time. Um, so we got creative and figured out like what we could do. And so for us, it was getting really scrappy, really creative, making use of the on-campus people and resources. And we rented folding tables from Tally. At our very first event, we got uh, Starbucks coffee. And that was before at our second event, we upgraded to coffee breaker or coffee brewers from Target. Really big upgrade. And we just took this setup really anywhere that would let us. And that was um, not the grand vision that we were striving for, but it was a step in the right direction. And I think that's so critical for anyone who wants to go out and change the world or start an idea. You're not going to be able to wait until you have everything ready. So just go, go start, go do something today. Yeah. What I love about that story is even just naming, okay, we bought Starbucks coffee for that first event because what it was really about was who you were employing, yes. you know, who you were bringing in to, to support. And, and therefore, you know, you've got to figure out what that initial step is and everything. And I'm curious to know, did you face any barriers with the age at which you were starting? Like I used to work with high school students, helping them create entrepreneurial projects and they were like all in, they didn't have any hesitation themselves, 
but sometimes there were certain um, limitations just with being maybe like under 18 or something like that. So did you have any barriers, whether it was how people treated you or just the resources that were available or not available with the age at which you started? And how did you overcome that? Yeah, absolutely. So I started 3-2 on coffee when I was 18 years old. I'm now 22, so I'm really old and wise. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, I definitely felt like there was many, many times in the beginning and still today where I have to prove myself as you know, I am young, but like, I take me serious. Like I do want to go open a brick and mortar. I do want to work on this lease. I do want to come and serve coffee at your event. You're to your office. I want to speak to your corporate group because unfortunately there is definitely a stigma that people who are young aren't serious about their ideas or, you know, it's no secret that I've not done this before, right? When I was 18 and a freshman in college, all that I had done was graduated from high school, right? Mm -hmm. There's, I didn't have like a past series of exits or a board experience or anything. Like every step of this was a new adventure. And not only that, I don't drink coffee. So learning the coffee industry was a new adventure in addition to the business lens and um, hiring people and working with people of all abilities and just so many pieces of the puzzle were unknown. And so a big part of that was recognizing that, you know, it's, it's not a secret that I haven't done this before. But it's also not a secret that other people have done this before and other people are very willing to help and to leveraging those people, asking questions, not being afraid to YouTube how to make an espresso macha at midnight the night before we opened our first location. You know, it was just getting scrappy with it and asking and listening and talking with anyone who would let who would talk with you is a huge reason why we are here. Amazing. And how did the spot at the farmer's market come about? Yeah. So OG stage of 321 was the folding tables. And we just literally, we came here on Thursdays and we would go to different stuff on campus and around Raleigh, anywhere who would let us. And what we found was that every single person was like, where can we find you? Like, we're so excited about this. We want to come support you again. And we never really had an answer as opposed to like, oh, just follow us and see where we're going to pop up next. Um, so we heard about the farmer's market and how they had vendors and vendors who could just come every Saturday. So we were like, oh, sign us up. And so every Saturday we brought our folding tables to the farmer's market and we we're like, yeah, we're so legit. Now you can come visit us on our folding tables at the farmer's market only on Saturdays. And it was a logistical disaster, but it worked. And it gave us a place to have a regular presence in the community. It was continued and recurring work opportunities for our staff and our baristas. And so that was, that was the beginning stages. And then the coffee or sorry, the farmer's market was looking for a coffee shop. They had a vendor in their market shops vacate. And so they had a new opening and we were invited to go in there. And that space has just been so great for us to really grow. It's grown with us. We started there just on Saturdays and Sundays. Then we, um, you know, we were just doing hot coffee and then we started, got an espresso machine and figured out how to do that. And we expanded the space and added more days and hired more baristas. And it's just been amazing to see how that space has evolved as we've grown. Yeah. And how many employees do you have now? We have 31 baristas. I love it. And tell me a little bit about your personal connection to the mission. I watched your TED Talk. If anyone has not seen it yet, please type her name into YouTube and you will find it. But I loved your story and I want you to give a little synopsis of just your personal connection to this mission and how this really played a role in your life growing up. Yeah. I mean, it was huge. So it's somewhat interesting in that I don't have any family members with disabilities. Like I think that's very commonly how people sort of get connected to this space. But for me, it was my first friends that I made in elementary school. So I switched schools, didn't know anyone. And like I said, the first girls who said like, Hey, do you want to play with me at recess? I said, 
yes, like thankfully I don't have to be alone. Um, we're three girls that each had a different disability. And at the time, the labels of Down syndrome, DeGeorge's syndrome, strokes, that didn't mean anything. These girls were just my friends and they also liked the color purple. They also liked, we danced together. We were on the swim team together. They were part of my life. And growing up with them, they stayed a part of my life because we just loved each other for who we were. And I think that was such a special experience that I got to have from such a young age and through them just getting immersed into the world of inclusion and accessibility. And, you know, they did everything. They played tennis, they surf, they ski, they basketball. And every single time they'd go to one of these things, they'd say, Lindsay, you want to come? And I'd always say yes. And it was a blast. And just getting to meet their friends and their families and see all of these people doing incredible things through modifications and adaptations was such an awesome way to grow up. And and it sounds like they were just this true representation of inclusion. Yes, completely. Which, which really gets to the root of it. Tell me a bit about how your company came to be in terms of partnering with your co-founders. How did you guys meet? Was it in class? Was it elsewhere? Was it in an event at NC State? Please tell me about that because I'm actually, I don't know yet. Yeah. So Michael Evans and I are co-founders and we met through uh, the Park Scholarships Program at NC State. And so that was a really great community to be a part of. In addition to meeting Michael, we met a bunch of other students who were really key parts of getting this concept off the ground. Liam Dow, Nick Wirtz, Hannah Cooper, to say to name a few. And it was really fortunate that we, Park helped sort of put us into a community of other very driven and mission-oriented, community-oriented people who wanted to leave the world better than they found it. And so I think that was really great for getting connected with other students who were like, yeah, you want to do this? I don't know how to do it either, but I'm willing to help and I'm willing to figure out how to how do we make this happen. I'm, I'm so happy to say, I feel like we have a lot of folks like that at NC State and yes. in NC State Entrepreneurship. So I want to ask, how did you use your connections and resources through NC State to move your business forward? Oh my gosh, it's been everything. It's been, I need to figure out how to make coffee. Like someone, someone talked to me. And then when we figured out we wanted to roast coffee, Lewis Sheets and Gabe Gonzalez, two coffee snobs, were willing to come and sample all of our different coffees among other people and help give us feedback. And so like, that was huge. And it was leveraging other students, faculty, alumni as to, okay, I think I've got this idea, but how do I go do it? Who do I need to talk to? Okay, you need insurance. You should talk to this person. You need legal support. How about this is a contact that will really be able to help you? It's been huge. And even now as we're growing and we're talking with our, our needs have grown. It's into beyond just like, oh, you need random liability for your folding tables. No, now we need like real workers comp and general liability. And there's an alum who said, has anyone ever sat down and explained insurance to you in the words? I was like, no, I know nothing. I know I have this policy. That's all I've got. And he was willing to come and sit down with us for two hours and just talk us through it. That was huge. We're building new spaces. We need GCs. We're talking with people, other alumni on who are excited to help be a part of making this idea into a reality. And I think that's been the coolest thing from the folding table days to today of just seeing people being able and willing and excited to offer what they can. So whether it's financial support, whether it's business, you know, reviewing a business plan. One time I had someone say, I'm an artist. I can't support you from a business perspective, but if you ever want a mural painted, I would love to do that. Um, it's wow. people like Maggie Kane, who was really inspiring for me, just being a female founder and in the very like mission driven space to see her being young and doing it. And it was working and she was, it was, and still is always willing to text me back to regardless of if it's the weekend or a Wednesday at 5 PM, you know, she's, 
she's always there for me. And she, like many people at NC State, are just excited to help build up the Wolf Pack. And I think that's so special. That sounds really special. And the thing is, too, that I think, you know, a lot of times people joke about like Googling the things that you've never heard about and whatever. But at the same time, you know, if you're coming up to an expert, someone who's willing to lend a hand, someone from the e-clinic, like you mentioned, Lewis and Gabe, or someone from NC State Entrepreneurship or some sort of once removed connection, it's like they're going to help you with what you're wondering about, but they're also going to help you with all the other things you haven't even asked. Yes, yes. And even just to like have someone stand next to you with the credibility that some of these people have who, when you don't necessarily have a reason to believe in yourself, like they're willing to say like, I believe in you. Mm -hmm. I think you can do this. And I'm willing to stand next to you as you try. Like that's, it makes you just feel like you're not alone. Absolutely. And what do you think is special about being an entrepreneur in Raleigh specifically? Oh, you just get to talk to these amazing people who are doing amazing things. And you're like, this is my community. This is who I'm a part of. And that's so special. And it's energizing and it's totally fostering collaboration. And I I hear the question a lot, like, especially with co-working spaces, are you ever scared of like telling your idea to someone? And that is just not even something that has crossed my mind here because no, I want to tell my idea to everyone because I know that someone's going to say, that's awesome. Here's how we can work together to elevate both of us. And I think that that's just such a special part of Raleigh's culture. I love to hear you say that because I'm in complete agreement. I think the culture here is so supportive and, you know, I, I, I know that in more of like the hustling kind of cities, there's an energy of competition and I don't want to tell you what I'm doing and everything. Mm -hmm. And, and I've completely experienced that where there's this openness and support and how can I help you and just willing to be giving with, with their time and everything. So I'm glad to hear that that's, you know, been a part of growing three, two, one. So whether it's in a an NC State newsletter or local events, I feel like I see three, three to one coffee pop up everywhere. And I'm, I'm noticing that you've got some different partnerships and everything. I know Raleigh founded and three to one coffee have a relationship. But tell me how what are some of these partnerships that have really been important to building your brand and how has it elevated your brand? Yeah, the partners have just been such a huge part of bringing three to one from just a vendor at a farmer's market to like a true and active part of the local community. And I think it's amazing that there are companies really finding the way to walk the walk and help bring someone like 321 that's very mission driven as a part of their their journey and their growth. And so a big part of that for us was actually a byproduct of COVID. So before COVID, we were just the shop at the farmer's market. We were looking at pursuing growth in new retail locations. But then all of a sudden, all coffee shops are shut down. People are still to stay inside. And it's like, oh my gosh, what do we do now? And so we recognized that while people were no longer going to coffee shops, they didn't stop drinking coffee. They were drinking coffee from home. So we were like, all right, new idea. We will start roasting our own coffee and we will put an open up an online store and ship it to people. Great idea. And it worked. And it was awesome because it opened up the door for people in California and Maine and everywhere to start ordering coffee from 321. But what was even cooler that came from that is we saw companies and business owners saying, why is your coffee not in my office? How can I send coffee to all of my staff who are working from home as a, hey, we miss you, but here's some fun energy in a bag, you know, caffeine in a bag to hope you have a great day. And it was just amazing to see so many different companies recognizing that if they were going to buy coffee for the break room or as a as a perk for employees, by buying it from 321 Coffee, they were giving a job and demand and work hours to our staff, to the people who are roasting the coffee, to the people who are packaging it, who are helping fill orders, who are helping run deliveries. And I think that that was a 
beautiful thing to see so many companies excited and bought in to make that statement. What I really like about that is I think at a time where there's so many different brands, I mean, there's so many different types of coffee, for example, when someone finds this personal connection or feeling like they're they're doing good when they're, you know, buying a bag of coffee, not only for their employee, let's say, but for, you know, what the mission that you're driving forward, I mean, it just like means so much more. And I think especially, I'm sure at a time where like the pandemic hit, everyone is freaking out to feel like you're doing something nice that kind of like takes away from just the stress of day-to-day life to feel like you're, you know, taking a small step, doing good and supporting, um, you know, somebody's mission. So didn't I see 3-2-1 coffee at the NC State football games? Yes. <laughs> In a couple different ways, potentially. So before I get to there, I've got to give context to this partnership. NC State football has been one of the biggest supporters of 321 from day one. And that is just like so cool. We I remember we got an email from Sarah Doran. And at first we were like, is this even real? Like, how does Sarah Doran know who we are? This is so cool. And she just reached out and said, hey, I love what you all st- are starting. This mission is personal to me. How can I help? Like, how can we leverage NC State football? And so on those folding table days, we brought our folding tables to the Murphy Center, which is sort of the home of NC State football. And we went there every Monday morning and it was so cool to see their team just fully embrace 321 and the baristas. And probably the coolest accessory that has come out of 321 happened with NC State football and with one of our baristas, Sam, who would go and work at the football services every Monday mornings. Um, That's when we would go. And we would go year after year during the football season. And what happened was Sam just completely got, they just completely embraced Sam and to their team and their culture. And there would be people who don't even drink coffee who would come down for the hour that Sam was there just to chat with them. And they'd chat about what'd you do this weekend? And what are you doing tomorrow? Um, new music. They would, they then started going to Sam's favorite restaurant, Sammy's right down Western. And Sam's known for his five alarm burger, no cheese. And they all started remembering his order. And it was just so cool to see this friendship really start to develop between Sam and the NC State football team. So Sam in the beginning was living with his family in Rocky Mount, North Carolina, about an hour's drive from Raleigh and driving in with his mom every Monday morning to work at this event. So ultimately Sam ends up moving to Raleigh to live independently, which is a huge milestone and accomplishment for a lot of people with disabilities. And we're just so proud of Sam for having that achievement. And the fact that he did it to grow his involvement with 321 It just is so special. The coolest part that comes from this story, though, is that Sam ends up continuing to just become one of NC State football. He calls Dave Doran his second dad. He's getting invited to sideline passes on the games. He's going to team dinners. Like, they are just completely embracing him. And they're now working with him on how to incorporate Sam into their food service team, which is exactly, like, what we are trying to do with 321 is start that chain reaction and help other companies recognize how they can be more inclusive. And so how NC State football has been a part of that since day one and is now sort of on its way to hitting the home run is just so cool. And when you ask about seeing us at the football game, we've actually got to go and bring all of 321 to the football football game a couple of weeks ago. And some of that was, or that event was for some of our baristas, their first ever football game. And just the joy that everyone had hanging out outside of work, and just com- continuing to develop friendships with one another, it means a lot. I definitely saw those photos. They were amazing. <laughs> Everybody looked like they were having a really good time. It was a blast. Are there any other folks from your team that you want to highlight or share a little bit about? 
Yes. I One of my favorite moments that happened at 321 happened with one of our baristas named Grace. And Grace was actually one of those girls that I met in third grade. So really cool full circle that like we met at such a young age. She's the best. We go on beach trips together. We just went to our favorite Mexican restaurant, Me Cancun, the other night. And now we get to like work together at 321. It's just, it means so much to me. Anyways, so one day we were at 321 and we were getting close to closing and someone came in and ordered a big order, like a lot of lattes, which is one of the most complicated drinks to make. And I was sort of like, oh gosh, like here we are, we're about to close, but all right, we'll make this order. It's like, okay, Grace, like let's get rolling. Like I'll get you your cups. Like let's start working on the drinks. Let's go, let's go. And she said to me, she said, Lindsay, like why are we rushing? And it was this reality check of, I had no reason to be rushing. Like there was we were okay. People were happy to be there. They weren't in a rush. Grace and I weren't in a rush, the other team. And just this reminder to live in the moment. And in a world where I think we're very focused on efficiency and productivity and um, output and just moving at a, a fast pace, the reminder that she gave to me and something that I've carried with me is you've got to live in the moment and be appreciative of the the people that you get to interact with and not rush through that. And I think that was so special. And I mean, that's just one of multiple moments that I've had with 321 Baristas where they've really taught me great lessons. That's a really powerful message. Thank you. So what partnerships are you excited about right now? Yes. So there's one that I'm super pumped about with Pendo. But to give context to why it's so cool, Pendo, we connected with a little over a year ago when we were starting to roast coffee. And they reached out and essentially said, like, hey, we're here. We're part of Raleigh. Love that you're a part of Raleigh. How can we work together? We're game for whatever it is, which was just such a cool thing to hear because they were, it was genuine. They were up for whatever and they were willing to say like, hey, we're growing. You're growing and we want to help you grow and we want to grow together, which meant so much is, I mean, they're obviously this huge, amazing, booming company and how they were excited to incorporate 321 into their company and into their culture and help build us up together was amazing. And they've, that's exactly what they've done. So in the very beginning, they were one of the first wholesale companies that bought our coffee and brought us into the break rooms. Amazing. From there, they were celebrating the closeout of the year 2020, couldn't get together for a typical party. So they sent three, two, one swag boxes to all of their employees across the country, which was just amazing. And it was so fun. We did co-branded t-shirts, co-branded bags of coffee. We threw in like mugs and tumblers and masks. And it was just awesome how they were excited to share 321 and who we stand for with all of their employees. Since then, they have brought 321 into the office to do coffee bars and on-site barista services and just helping continue to find opportunities for our baristas and Pendo employees to, just like what happened at NC State, sort of mesh those or make those meaningful connections. But the coolest thing that Pendo is doing and sort of the true like cherry on top of this whole partnership is they just opened their new headquarters here in downtown Raleigh and they have built a 321 coffee into it. So we are going to be open and operating five days a week up on their 19th floor as an opportunity for Pendo employees to come and interact with our baristas and support 321 as a part of their everyday work experience. That's incredibly exciting. Congratulations. We are so pumped. (laughs) This is also so Raleigh. I feel like we're a big Raleigh family because Pendo actually came out of 
Raleigh founded. Yes. And then like you guys have been at our location and and you guys are now going to be at their location too. And so like cool. a whole build out <laughs> and everything. So that's incredibly exciting. And also I love, I definitely think you sent me like a photo of those gift bags and said, you guys can do something like this. So I just feel like you guys do a great job with like marketing and everything too. Thanks. <laughs> So please tell me what is next for 321 Coffee? Yes, we're really excited to be on the verge of a, a busy, busy couple months for us. So we've got the Penda location just opening, which we're super pumped about. That's created a bunch of new jobs internally. And we've got a couple more that we're working on. Another one here in the heart of, or yeah, another one here in downtown Raleigh. We're going over to Durham later this year. So we're really excited about just being able to expand our presence and our footprint here in the Triangle area because these retail locations this is the essence of 321. It's giving these baristas an opportunity to work, to grow, to be a part of the community, to interact with people on a daily basis. And these new locations, I mean, we've had a wait list of up to 50 people for over a year now. And so this is, I'm so excited to actually be able to um, engage more people, create these new work opportunities and really grow that impact. So in addition to these new locations, which please stay tuned as we get closer to them and have some you know, soft opening, grand opening events. We would love for Raleigh to help show up and just help celebrate 321 and our growth. We're also still really pushing hard on the partnership side with other businesses and bringing on new companies. What we're doing with Pendo is just so awesome. And I would love to replicate that with other companies as well. Raleigh Found is super excited to see what this next stage of growth looks like for you. I'm sure we'll include any additional details in the show notes. So please tell us where we can find you online. Tell us your socials and we can check out more about 321 Coffee. Amazing. Yes, we would love for you all to just be a part of our journey. Give us a follow on social media at drink321coffee. You can shop online, 321coffee.com. There's just a shop button right there. We'll send coffee to wherever you are. And yeah, if you're interested in partnering with 321 Coffee, bringing 321 to the break room, opening a new cafe, whatever it is, send us a message just to partner at 321coffee.com. All right, that was Lindsay Reg with 321 Coffee. If you want to check out more about 321 Coffee, we'll include their socials in the show notes, as I mentioned. If you're looking for more info about joining Raleigh Founded and the Raleigh Founded community, head to raleighfounded.com. My face will pop up in the bottom right-hand corner and you can shoot me a note to let me know what you're interested in. If you like this show, be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. This show is edited by our friends at Earfluence. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time on Founded Connect.